Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Shrews Views, your Shropshire Star Shrewsbury Town podcast. The season is fast approaching and we'll be looking ahead to well this week's curtain raiser as well as a host of topics to come out of the crowd. Meadow, I'm Johnny Drury and as always I am delighted to be joined by Shropshire Stars Shrewsbury Town correspondent Mr Ollie Westbury who should be fresh as a daisy, fresh from a fresh from a week off, fresh from quite a good innings for Shropshire as well I believe. Ollie, how are you? No, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm, uh, I've had a week off and I now feel uh, more worn out than I did before I went, which just seems to always be the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to the start of the football season. I've been keeping a close eye on all things Shrewsbury Town over the course of my week off. Uh, in the Shropshire team, we've got three or four Shrewsbury fans, so they're always quizzing me about what's going on, um, even when I'm on annual leave. Um, so that's quite quite funny. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a good period. It's been it's been a good period. It's nice to to kind of have a bit of a break. You know, I kind of worked a lot across, all all across the summer, so I had some days that I needed to take, and I got some more coming up as well. But yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Did a bit of painting, Johnny. I know you're well versed in that area of of um, DYR yourself, aren't you? Uh, well, I don't know about that. I, I try. I'm not that good at it. But talk us through this. What did you hit, Ollie? 80-odd, was it, for Shropshire? Yeah, I got 85 and 27 against Cornwall in a three-day game. Um, nice. And nice. then we played Worcestershire yesterday in a showcase game, and we got absolutely battered. Um, we were 125 all out, but I managed yeah. to get 56. Well, there we go. There we go. He's in form in the, in the bat shed. It's just a shame the after are coming to an end, because you might have been, a, no. might have been, get, might have been getting a call. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to swap the uh, the little red ball for the uh, the bigger size five football um, and talk Salah. There's been a lot going on over the last week, um, positive and negative. And we're going to just start on a we'll start on a negative, and we'll hopefully end on a positive. But the negative is the fact that George Nurse is going to be out for a number of months now. George Nurse who suffered an ACL injury at the start of last season, battled back alongside Dan Udo. Um, Dan Udo scored in the friendly on Saturday but unfortunately prior to that we found out that George Nurse is going to be out for, for quite a while with another knee injury quite serious knee injury we believe um, just the cruel reality of football isn't it Ollie that that George Nurse is on the end of sad to see yeah it's it's desperately sad really for George isn't it you know the, he spent so long recovering from you know that injury that he had all last year and yeah, we kind of, he's now, we're not sure of the damage, the extent of this new injury that he's picked up is just of yet, but it's desperately sad news um, to see, you know, that, that George, has, George has picked up another knee problem. Um, I suppose we'll, 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 I'll see Matt Taylor on Thursday to see if we've got some kind of update on, you know, whether they, they, they know more about the extent of it. Um, it's heartbreaking for him, really, um, you know, must be difficult to miss one season with a bad knee injury, but then to pick up um, to pick up another one is is pretty desperately sad for for, for Nurse. So you know we just got to keep our fingers crossed that you know um, it's not as bad as first feared, and he can recover from it in in time to make um, a good contribution and have a good season with the town. Would you would you expect Shrewsbury to maybe go back into the market in that position now, Ollie? Given you know we don't know the the full details of, of sort of length. We know it's going to be sort of months rather than weeks, but um, could you see Salop going into the market for, or are they, you know, how are they stacked up in that area at the moment? 
Yeah, I can see I can see them replacing um, or trying to. I mean, I suppose it depends. They will know the severity of the injury by now. So I think it will depend. It'll all depend on that. Um, okay, yeah, it's hard to see Jordan Shipley playing another full season at left wing back. Um, so I would have thought that, yeah, I would have, I would assume that they will be looking for some form of um, replacement. You see the back page of the shops to start the day with Matt Taylor saying at the weekend that, that, that he hopes that there's going to be quite a few incomings over the next few weeks um, until that window shuts in. I think it's about a month's time, isn't it, when that transfer window shuts? So, yeah, I expect it to be. I expect it to be to be quite busy with incomings and perhaps the odd outgoing or two. So, you know, we'll just have to um, we'll just have to we'll just have to see on that front. But, you know, it's quite hard to believe, like looking at it now, that they're going to let Jordan Shipley play another full season at left wing back and being the only option really to play there, other than a right-footed player playing on the opposite side. So, yeah, I think given the fact that it's happened so early without the season even starting, I would have said that gives them ample time really to. To, to to kind of make a make an addition or two. Yeah, one to uh, watch out for. They have made additions in the last week. Uh, Taylor Perry, who uh, was on trial following his release from Wolves, signed a two-year deal. Joe Anderson has arrived from Sunderland. Um, Ollie, obviously you haven't seen these guys play yet, but sounds like certainly, and you know, I've been reading up on Anderson, you know, highly rated by Sunderland. Um, seems like shoes we got a nice little... <laughs> Nice little chance for a sort of partnership with Sunderland now. Obviously, Flanagan's come down, Winchester's come down, and now they've lent them Joe Anderson. Um, excited to see what he can bring to to the crowd, Meadow. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, the, these kind of signings have been made while while I haven't been um, working last week, so I have caught up a little bit this morning um, to kind of see. Obviously, I did see it last week, um, but I have caught up this morning to kind of see what's been happening um, with regards to the Shrewsbury signings. So it'd be interesting to see how Anderson fits in. You would have thought he's pretty much a, a starter at the, in, that, in that left centre-half position. Um, so, it'll be, it'll, you know, when Shay Dunkley's back fit, it'll be an interesting one to see, you know, who's who's going to miss out because they've brought two defenders in. You would have thought that Shay Dunkley will play um, given how immense he was last season. So someone somewhere along the line is going to be missing out. So it'll be interesting to see who that player is. Um, but yeah, he sounds like a decent addition. Apparently he's quite comfortable on the ball. He's got a good left foot on him. I suppose he brings balance, doesn't he? You know, last year when we watched Shrewsbury play, they played with a back three, but had a right-footed player playing on the left side of that 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 sent, that that defence. So, you know, a left-footed player playing there does bring balance. So... You know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. He comes in and has a, a really good impact. Yeah, they certainly seem like good additions on the on the face of it. Um, Matt Taylor has actually said that story in today's Shropshire Star that you know business is sort of far from over. He's expecting you know a lot more to go on between now and the the end of the window. How many more do you think Salab need? All you know, they've they've signed a number already. Um, the, the, the picture's changed quite dramatically in the last month. Um, but how many more do you think they need? between now and well I, I found out today that the deadline is September the 1st and not August the 31st for some reason but how many uh, how many do you think they think they maybe need or might target um I would have said they are going to need two centre forwards and I would have said they need another central midfielder 
and probably a left wing back. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say that's four, four players, which is quite a quite a big amount. Um, the left wing back is purely cover for George Nurse. So if that injury is not as serious as first thought, then perhaps they might not need the left wing back. It'll all depend on the severity of that one. Oh, I don't know. I know Taylor Perry's been playing in a midfield too with Nohan Kenner and with Tom Bloxham. Sorry, not Tom Bloxham, Tom Bayliss playing as the more advanced um, third member of that midfield. But but I would have thought they perhaps need somebody to play. I thought Carl Winchester was going to be the man who would play uh, alongside Kenner in midfield. But it looks as though for the moment he's been used as a right wing back, uh, from what I understand from the pre-season games. Um, so... I mean, it would be a little strange to see him play all his pre-season football at right wing back and then see him start the first game of the season uh, in central midfield. But what I'm told by my colleagues in the office, um, constantly reminded, is that pre-season means absolutely nothing and is a complete waste of time other than fitness. Um, so I don't know whether that's true because uh, our chief sports writer, uh, Matt Mayer said that to me last week. I was like, oh, is there much to take from Shrewsbury's pre-season games? He says, oh, all, all they're bothered about is fitness. It don't matter. So we'll just have to wait and see um, how how it kind of uh, turns out next week um, with regards to that. But I would have said that if, if the plan is for Carl Winchester to play at right wing back, then I would say they need another central midfielder. Mm. I've, uh, I'd arguably make the case that pre-season is pointless, even including fitness. I, I come up with an idea on Saturday while watching a pre-season friendly that every club should just be given six weeks to just train and then they go straight into the season. Straight into the season, no pre-season friendlies. And I know some fans like the friendlies, but my God, they are boring. So, yeah. You get, the customary, you get the customary 11 substitutions on the 67-minute That's it. Minute Can't be doing with it. Can't be doing with it. It's a journalist nightmare as well, that is, isn't it, when you've got to track them all? Yeah. You know what I mean? Third real problems and all that. Um, <laughs> other news on signs. Well, just you mentioned his name there, um, sort of by accident, all but um, Tom Bloxham's gone to Morecambe. Um, I think he scored in one of the friendlies already as well. I think he scored uh, a few goals actually. He scored a few. No, yeah. Um, sounds like it's going well um, already, but I suppose from Shrewsbury's point of view, they just hope he comes back more experienced and probably ready for first team action next season. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom, I think it's a good move personally. I think it's perhaps a year too late, but I think given Shrewsbury's kind of injury crisis last year, you can really understand why the decisions were made to do what they did. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed that, that Bloxham can go out there. He can play 35-plus games in the League Two side. He can get match minutes and experience under his belt. He can learn his trade to come back and hopefully make a real impact on... Um, on Shrewsbury Town's team next season um, or or even, you know, a half a season loan and then come back in January if Shrewsbury feel as though they need him. But yeah, um, I feel like it was one that definitely needed to be done for, for Tom. I think it sh- probably should have been done last year, but you can understand the reasons why. Um, yeah, I feel as though it's a smart move from the club to go out and, and let the young lad have um, the opportunity that I suppose he deserves. On other sort of additions, uh, this one come through on late last week, really. Um, new member added to Matt Taylor's coaching staff, Sean Parrish, um, yeah. actually started his footballing junior at Shrewsbury as a scholar, played a little bit, played a lot against the Telford, um, and then a, a number of football league clubs, been sort of coaching at, well, he did coach at Telford um, with Rob Edwards, 
um, the now the Luton boss, uh, and also spent a long time at, at Wolves. Comes in as as first team coach. Oh, um, just on that, do we know sort of you know Marcus Bignett's already come in there? Is it a case of they're both sort of both assistants to to Matt Taylor, or is a bit of a hierarchy? What do we know about the the addition? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know a fat lot to be honest. What I would expect is that. Am I right in saying that Marcus Bignut is the assistant coach and he is the Parish's first team coach? I think first team title. coach, yeah. So we don't know what that means for Dave Longwell because I was under the impression that he was first team coach. So perhaps that suggests that he might be moving on, um, or maybe he's just going back to his role as academy director. Um, not sure, um, but I know. So yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I don't know. You said you know more about um, you know more about that than me. To be fair, Johnny, um, it's not somebody I've heard of before. But he kind of comes in as first team coach. Um, he's not from Cheltenham. Um, not from Cheltenham. Uh, I must admit, I did see Wade Elliott's video on Saturday where he said he he said they'd been to the hardware store and they'd nailed down everything they have in the building to stop Mickey from taking anything else, and that did actually. <laughs> kind of make me smile when I saw that video um so yeah he's not from Cheltenham it's a new it's, it's, it's a new face and we'll just have to to see how he goes and hopefully he'll be put up for interview and we can get to know him a little bit better and get some stories from him um but yeah in terms of in terms of his his role and what pedigree he brings you know it's I feel like it's relative unknown to be fair I, I often find that those appointments aren't quite as exciting are they as the managerial appointments or even the assistant assistant appointments um so we'll we'll see how much of a role he plays with the first team and and, and what his job description is yeah no that'll be one for uh for Celtic fans to uh keep an eye just pre-season overall really i'll um sort of fans point of view and taylor's point of view we've mentioned their results don't matter and uh, and stuff like that but do you think fans will be happy with how the first is sort of just over a month now since Matt Taylor took over. Given what happened before that, do you think the fans will be happy with how things have worked out? You know, now that we approach the, the first game of the season. Um, or do you mean from the end of the season, or do you mean from basically? Well, from the, from just before Taylor's appointed. You know, if you believe some people, the world was going to end. You know, uh, before that, a salary was yeah. searching for a manager, and there was that sort of limbo period, but. You know, given that there was a bit of an underwhelming reaction from some to his appointment, um, do you think fans will be happy since that point with what's happened so far? Um, I don't know, to be honest, Johnny. I, re- I really don't know. I, I don't know how I feel. I can't work out whether I feel like we're going to have a really successful season and we're going to kick on from what we did last year and build on it. Or I can't work out whether we're going to be scrapping for our lives down at the bottom. I, re- I really don't know. I haven't seen the team play. So that makes me be a little bit more restricted as to how fans feel. I, I thought when I found out that Matt Taylor was going to be the manager, I I, I, I kind of thought, um, I didn't think it would go down that well. It went down much better than I thought it would do. And I feel like Matt Taylor has been very impressive since he's taken over. The, pro- the thing is, is that the proof is in the pudding. And the proof will be in the results. And I don't think I think everybody is kind of waiting for the start of the season with a kind of anticipation, not quite sure what to expect. And I feel like that's that's certainly how I feel. I mean, it once I kind of I, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if we won against Cheltenham on Saturday, but quite quite 
you know, in the same bracket, it wouldn't surprise me if we lost. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is if, you know, we don't get positive results in the first few first few months of the season, first few games, um, you know, with some very winnable fixtures coming up. So we're just going to have to wait and see on and see how they get on, really. Just same sort of question, but from Taylor's point of view, do you think he'll be happy with the business that's been done so far? Or what do, you, do you think he might have expected more? You know, they have signed a number of players. Yeah, they've signed a lot of players. I think some of them are development players, um, which I think they need to do because they need to make sure they're signing players who are sellable assets. Would he be pleased with what they've done? I suppose it's hard to be, it's hard to know because you know what, what happens a lot of the time is that clubs are always waiting until, you know, the transfer windows, you know, there's so much business that gets done towards the back end of the window, isn't there? Um so I don't think you can judge the window based on when the season starts. You've got to join the rec- you've got to judge the recruitment based on when when the when the window kind of closes and there's no more players that they can then bring in until it opens again in January. I feel so. At this stage, I'd have said I don't feel like there's that many holes that need to be filled. If I look at like some other teams, uh, I look at I look at their squads and think there's 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 lots of positions that they perhaps need to fill. I feel like there's a couple of glaring areas areas um, up front and midfield, um, but you know I feel like we're pretty yeah we've got decent depth in in at the back and we seem to have a lot of defenders on the books. Um, and obviously, there's still the versatility of players. Obviously, Carl Winchester is going to play at right wing back, but he can, as we saw, he played all season in midfield last year and a variety of f- formations. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see, really. But yeah, I would have said they're in a pretty strong position if they can kind of get a few more players in by the weekend. I would have said there, you know, there's not 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 too much left for them to do in terms of a bit of bit of squad depth and you know maybe a real quality centre forward to to kind of play up front with Dan Udo. Yeah. Yeah, time for an advert. Um, as always, thank you to the Kettle and Toaster Man, who sponsors all our advert, uh, all our podcasts here at MA Media across Express and Star and Shopstar. So if you want to get involved, get look at what products they've got, head over to kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. Right, Ollie, we've got some questions from some Saddle fans who've got in touch. Um, we want some answers to some of their burning questions. First one comes from Mark Holland. Thank you very much for your question, Mark. Uh, welcome back, Ollie. Missing the painting already? Question mark. Why do you think Nurse played ninety minutes after usually a minimum of twelve months out? Um, are you missing the painting already, Ollie? You what? Sorry. Are you missing the painting already? No, I'm not. I haven't actually done any painting yet. Um... I haven't done any painting yet. We've been taking the wallpaper off the walls and scraping oh. the glue off. It's absolutely mind-numbingly boring. Oh, and then sanding way. down skirting boards and we've had to pick out a new bathroom and, oh, I don't know, everything. Lots going on. Lots yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, so that's that one. Uh, on the George Nurse thing, um, I don't I don't know this, the answer. I'm not a sports scientist. I don't know what what the correct procedure is for rehabbing an ACL injury. It, he played, what did he play half an hour against West Brom in the behind closed door friendly? And then he played 90 minutes, didn't he? Um, from what I understand from the club it's, and from the from a few people I spoke to who were there, um, they kind of said it was a bit of a freak accident. 
um, where someone's just fallen on his leg. Um, I don't know whether we can say that he's been rushed back or not. Uh, the club will obviously say he hasn't um, because they're not going to want you that do kind hear, of thing. You do hear of people coming back early. You know, when you talk about ACLs, you usually maybe think about 12 months. But now with all the treatment that you can get, you know, you do see players come back a lot earlier and, and, and never have any complications. So I, I suppose it's probably... You know, probably I, I imagine what a physio or a club doctor would say is that every case is sort of unique these days, given what they've got at their disposal. Yeah, and I suppose if if the guys, if 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 George Nurse is showing no symptoms and he's he's going to want to get back quicker, he's not going to want to sit there and think, well, it's nine months, even though I'm fine, it's nine months, so I'm going to wait nine months. He's going to want to try and build himself up. But the the, the honest answer to that question is, don't know. And it's so easy to say in hindsight, isn't it, that maybe they should have taken him off after 60 minutes. I don't think you'll ever know the answer to that question, to be honest. Um, Not without having a degree, not without doing a ton of research. I think it's just one of those things. It it, it just does seem to be oddly coincidental that he's done his knee twice. Um, And I'm assuming it's the same one. Um, If it was the other one, then you'd say, well, no, it's just an accident. I'm assuming if it's the same one, perhaps there's something in that. I don't know. Yeah. Not not not, not a physio, not an expert yeah. on injuries in sport. So it's a good question. Yeah, difficult one to uh, difficult one to answer. Leo Robson, uh, two questions. How was the annual leave, and what is with all the defensive signings? Well, the annual leave was good. It was good. Um, the defensive signings. I know it's tough, isn't it? It's, 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 it, it? It doesn't really matter, I suppose, in my view. It doesn't really matter in what order they sign them in, as long as, long as they've got the players in the door by the time that the season starts. It, the, the, there's no doubt they need some forward players. Um, and I think the forward players will probably really round off the squad, I suppose. Will you, are you ever likely to have the perfect squad where you've got every every you've got two players in every single position? I don't... You, who, who knows? Um but but yeah, I can see I can see where where Leo's coming from there with the defensive players. Um, there it does feel like we've got an awful lot of defenders. Um, you know we've got what three three left sided centre halves, haven't we? Because um, obviously Flanagan played there last year. We've signed the lad from Barnsley, Jason Schreyer, and obviously Joe Anderson's coming. So we've got three left sided centre halves. Yet we've only got one left wing back now. So I don't know. Um, we just need to try and get some forward players in and we need to try and get them in uh, as soon as possible, really. Final question comes from Wendy Lowe. Morning. Uh, Matt Taylor said he wanted Winchester to make an impact in the final third. In pre-season, he was starting a right wing back. Any idea why? No, no, that's uh, perhaps a question for Thursday. Um, why was he playing? Why is he? He obviously seen something that he likes there. I actually don't think it's a bad shout with Winchester. I think he's very athletic. Has he he's played there already? Did he, did he slot he's in there, there last season? He's played no, not last season. No, Taylor Moore filled in and did that. But he has he has played at right wing back for Sunderland, and I believe he's actually played on the right side of a back three for Sunderland as well. So he does play there, um, or he has played there. So it's not a position that he's never done before. Whenever I've asked Carl Winchester about his favourite position, he's always said he prefers to play in midfield. But, you know, I'm sure he's pretty happy to do a job for the team no matter where he plays. But what he is, is he's very, he's he's, he's quite quick. He's very mobile. He's very athletic. Um, so he kind of fits the profile you would expect for a right wing back. I suppose he just wasn't quite what we were expecting when Shrewsbury 
kind of signed him, I was expecting, especially when Matt Taylor kind of said he wants him in the box and scoring more goals. I mean, I suppose, you know, you get certain wing-backs that do score plenty of scores. Well, they don't score plenty, but they score a have to wait and see, really, on the Winchester one. I mean, I can't, like I said earlier, I can't imagine him playing in central midfield after he started every game and pre-season at right wing back. So I, th- I do believe in the West Brom game, he might have played in midfield. I think Elliot Thorpe played at right wing back in that game. Um, but yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see how it... I always think the first team sheet of the season is a really interesting one um, because you can see all the teams that you can see all that you know in pre-season and the lineups picked out and the subs and you can think you know what the manager's going to do but actually no one really actually has a clue do they what team's going to be selected on that first day um so yeah i'll be intrigued to see um what matt taylor actually goes with on saturday yeah no it'll be interesting to see you mentioned taylor moore there um while you were away ollie he completed a move to the french second division of all places signed for valenciennes in uh in league two in france um, I think I'm probably going to live in France over Shropshire if I had the chance. Although Shropshire's a lovely player. Um, although just looking at his clubs, he's also played in France before. Taylor Moore. He grew up Lins in up. France. Yeah, Lins up for New every day. Went from West Ham to a team in France when he was in 2004. Um, yeah, very interesting. So yeah, anyway, he's gone back to France. I know Shrewsbury fans were hoping he might come back to the Cried Meadow this summer, but um, that hasn't that hasn't happened. Um, right, thanks for your questions, Salad fans. Um, we're going to have a look towards a nod towards the weekend, towards Cheltenham Town, towards what is it called now, Ollie? The Mickey Moore Derby, surely. After, Mickey Moore uh, Derby. Mickey Moore Derby. Do you think there'll be a, a, a you know, you mentioned what Wade Elliott said there about sort of nailing them from down in the hardware store? You know, given what's happened and the fact that a lot of personnel have followed more from um, Cheltenham to, to Shrewsbury. Do you think there might be a bit of extra needle in it on Saturday, a little bit of extra spice? I don't think so, because it's not... Mickey Moore's not going to be on the touchline, is he? No, I suppose not. Um, so, yeah, Mickey Moore's not going to be on the touchline, so I don't see how that's going to have much of an impact, to be honest. Um so, yeah, no, it's not something I expect, to be honest. I don't expect there to be that much. I mean, obviously, Wade Elliott's spoken kind of a little bit at length about what, what his thoughts are, um, you know, on the subject. I don't think he's been particularly, um, he's not been been too big on it. But, yeah, he's just kind of explained, you know, how he sees it um, with, the, with, with regards to Mickey Moore. So, yeah, I don't see it being too big a thing because Mickey Moore will be set up in the stands, won't he? Whereas um, the manager, Matt Taylor and, and Wade Elliott will be there on the touchline. So I don't see how, you know, it's got anything to, to do with Matt Taylor, really. It's it, it's kind of more Mickey Moore who's pulling the string. So it'll be interesting to, sh- to see if they share a drink or not after the game. But I'm sure he left on good terms, Mickey, to be fair. So um, I can't see it being too big of an issue. Yeah. And just before we finish, um, you said that I much the... You'll be able to gauge from that opening team sheet of the weekend. Uh, it's opening team sheet of the season at the weekend. Just running through it quickly now. Obviously, you haven't seen a lot of them pre-season. Um, but who do you sort of predict will, will be in that eleven? You know, we, we sort of know roughly what system South we're going to play. Um, but who do you think will will get the nod um, this weekend? I would have thought it'll probably be a similar side. I mean, the, the only thing you can talk, you can go based on, is based on the teams that they've picked already. So I I would probably expect it to be a similar team to the one that started last weekend. That's what I would suggest. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, three five two. The defenders of Anderson, a defence of Anderson, Flanagan, and Feeney. Uh, right wing back Winchester, left wing back Shipley, Kenner, and Perry in midfield. Bayless behind. Bowman and Udo up front, unless there's an additional two in the meantime. That's kind of pretty much where I see it, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know how it's hard to argue anything any different, to be honest. Um, especially myself with not seeing them play too much in pre season. Um, obviously, I've heard about how they've played and stuff. So that's kind of what I expect. Maybe Elliot Thorpe might play at right wing back and you might get Carl Winchester in midfield, but who knows? Who knows? Mm. We will we will find out, and I will be I will be eagerly awaiting in anticipation for that first team sheet. We will we will find out indeed. I'm going to ask you this question twice this season. I'll, once now and once after. Well, once we'll well, I'm not going to ask you the question at the end of the season. We'll revisit your answer from now. I'm going to ask you for a prediction about where Salah are going to finish this season. All I'll, so, don't don't need an explanation. Just a one word answer. So you, when when's the other time you're asking me at the end of the transfer window? Yeah, all right. Well, I'll ask at the end of the transfer window, and then we'll we'll review the answers at the end of the season. Okay. So you're asking me now and at the end of the window, or you're um, asking me at the end I'll of this ask, window and at the end of January window? I'll ask you now, and then I'll ask you at the end of the the window, this window. Eighteenth. Eighteenth. Right. Keep that in your head, Salah fans. We'll see if that changes between now and the end of the window. Thank you very much for listening, as always. Um, all over the talk the pre-season friendlies the waiting proper football is back and Salop are targeting a winning beginning against Cheltenham on Saturday we'll be back soon until next time from me and Ollie goodbye